Hey, what's up, you guys? You are listening to the She's Going Places podcast. I'm your host, Mackenzie. And I'm your host, Taylor. Guys, we are so excited for this week because we are talking about the Enneagram. So Taylor and I are big fans of the Enneagram. I'm a type 1 and Taylor's a type 3. So we thought we'd just take two separate episodes and just talk about our experiences as a type 1 and a type 3 and just fill you guys in. If you don't know what the Enneagram is, we're going to cover that in the episode too. We literally love all things Enneagram and personality types because, you know, the Enneagram's point is to like help make you a better person, you know, personal growth, all the things. And so we love it. So we only know what it's like to be our types in specific. So if you're not a type one or type three, DM us. If you want us to do an episode on being a type six, we can get one of our friends who's a type six on the episode. That could actually be super interesting. I just thought about that. So if your type is not one of these two, let us know. And maybe we'll do an episode on your type. Who knows? Maybe you can come on the episode. <laughs> What's Hunter's type? He's an eight. Okay. So you could always do an episode on like what it's like dating an eight. I know. So fun. Okay. Let's get into it. Some of you at home may be asking yourself, Taylor and Mackenzie, what is the Enneagram? Well, if you have been living under a rock while this has gotten popular over the last couple of years, it's been around for a really long time, but it's just really gotten like popular in like the Christian community, like cultural Christianity. It's gotten like super fun and fresh for people to really like. So that's when I found out about it. But let me give you the scoop. The Enneagram is a system of nine personality types combining traditional wisdom with modern psychology. This is a direct definition. <laughs> it's a powerful tool for understanding ourselves and the people in our lives with three major applications, personal and spiritual growth, successful relationships, and leadership development. So that's from the Enneagram Institute, and I thought that that just, like, captured it perfectly. So type threes are self-assured. They are attractive. That was straight out of the book, so had to throw that one out there. Don't know what to tell you guys. It's in the definition. They are charming. They are energetic. They can also be status-conscious and highly driven for advancement, so very... Achievement, like if you look up the actual name for type three, they are called the achiever, which is so true about Taylor. They are <laughs> diplomatic and poised. They can be overly concerned with their image and what others think of them. They typically have a problem with being a workaholic and competitiveness. Type threes, at their best, are self-accepting, authentic, everything they seem to be. They are role models who inspire others. Yeah, so those are just some brief definitions to kind of get everyone caught up on what the Enneagram is and what it, a textbook definition of a type 3 is. Now, granted, I, we're just putting this disclaimer out. We are nowhere near super educated on the Enneagram. Like, there are people who have, like, studied this stuff. They write books on this. Like, don't come to us for, like, wanting, like, an insightful, educational look at this. That's not what we're trying to do whatsoever. <laughs> We've probably already said a hundred things wrong. 
What we wanted to do on this episode is give you an inside look from a particular perspective on type three and things that I agree with about type threes or things that don't really resonate with me and kind of go behind the scenes and like inside a type three's head. So with the type three being by definition an achiever, how do you feel like you've identified with that word achiever throughout your life, throughout your time in college, your time in high school? Yeah, what's funny about the Enneagram when they say this is you can tell someone's number from like the day that they're born. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because you just, this personality is just who you are. Like you can't change it. There's no faking it. Or So when I was a kid, we didn't have the term type three. But looking back, I, I acted like a type three my entire childhood. It just now has a specific title. So for me, being a type three my whole life as an achiever, a lot of times, my mom always jokes about this, is I was really boss. I say was. I'll (laughs) flatter myself. I was really bossy when I was little. I just like knew I was right. I thought my way was the best way. I knew what I wanted. I knew how to get there. And when you're like in elementary school, that could be you want to get on the swings first at recess, so you're, like, conning your teacher into letting you onto the playground 30 seconds. Before. Like, it's just – I was mischievous. I was really thoughtful, but, like, not in a sweet way. Like, I was, like, super intentional about, like, my approach to everything. Like, if there was a competition – competitions. Oh, my gosh. Me as a kid with competitions. We'll talk about competitiveness later in the episode. But it could have been, like, in the fourth grade, we had a – a competition about geography or something and it just instantly I was like didn't care but I just because it was a competition I had to win and that has just slowly manifested into okay once I was in middle school I needed a lot of leadership to like feel validated and I didn't have the words for that at the time but that's what I was doing like I was just like filling Mm -hmm. because I loved people being like oh my gosh you're so successful oh my gosh you're doing so much then that transitioned into high school of me putting way too much on my plate and piling and piling and piling just for the sake of like I don't even want to say tooting my own horn but it was almost out of just this basic desire to achieve and that mm-hmm. is hard for people who aren't type threes to understand. But for me, that just makes total sense. Right. It just makes total sense. Like, well, of course I want to, like, be the most accomplished or the highest achiever in the room. Or I want to have the most done. And now me as a – I don't even want to call myself an adult, but technically adult college student. I'm slowly trying to take a healthier approach to all of it and all of a sudden stepping back and being like I don't need to apply to every single leadership position I don't need to have every accolade my LinkedIn profile doesn't need (laughs) to have 50 jobs when I'm only 19 all of a sudden I'm like having this like holistic view Mm -hmm. but that's insane that it's taken me until I'm almost 20 find out about the Enneagram and like looking at some of my weaknesses and being like oh shoot this is a problem because in high school if you would have told me I had a problem I would have been like that's cute I'm just working harder than you and you just don't understand but that's what's so cool about the Enneagram test because it's not someone else telling you your weaknesses or maybe some things you need to work on it's your own test you take and that's why it is such a gift because you get to find out what's wrong with you in more ways than one at times and 
can target that and fix that. And one thing I feel really strongly about with the Enneagram, people love like broadcasting their Enneagram number. Like people will put it in their Instagram bios. They'll post it on overall their stories. Like it's a phenomenon now. But for me, at least I feel it's extremely vulnerable. Mm -hmm. You're not supposed to share your Enneagram number if you're doing it properly. It's supposed to be something special just for you. And it's literally supposed to help you improve yourself. So all of a sudden, okay, so for me, this is vulnerable broadcasting that I am a type three because now you guys know at my core or just in a general speaking, my biggest insecurities, what motivates me and how I feel. That's not for everyone to know, Mm -hmm. but granted, all of a sudden I have this number and all of a sudden, you know, like I find my worth in things I do. That's deep. Mm -hmm. That's so much more than a cute (laughs) scripted (laughs) Instagram post. Like that's real life. And that's how people feel. Like that's how I've felt. So keep that in mind when you're like looking at people's Enneagram types. Like it's kind of a big deal, like knowing a lot of people's information. So Mm -hmm. just putting that out there. I will add one thing that I really like is knowing my, I know it's supposed to be personal, but also knowing my friends um Enneagram types because even with you like hearing that you're a type three I'm like oh that makes sense oh I understand why she struggles with this and I feel like it helps I the reason I love the Enneagram not even so much for myself but for other people is you can figure out how to even love people better by knowing what makes them happy what makes them tick and how not to upset people the way they think because we all think so differently. And these nine different types is, are kind of explaining how different people think and feel differently. So I think it's really cool to use in relationships. If you're in a relationship, it's super helpful to use it there. Speaking like I know, but <laughs> anyways. But it's true. Like it just helps you understand another person's like internal motivation. So my job last summer, they were actually super Enneagram focused. Like everyone who worked there had to take the test. Everyone had to know each other's types and we communicated through the Enneagram. So we were having a meeting and everyone was like goofing around by like hour two in the meeting. And I was just like ready to get stuff done. I was like, guys, we don't need to be sitting in here. We're messing around. And all of a sudden, one of my coworkers looked at me and they're like, okay, like, let's get back to work. Like Taylor needs us to work. Like, she just, like, let's just get this done. Like, and and it was just, like, you don't have to feel bad because, like, oh, she's a type three. Like, this is just, this is just how she is and that's okay. Right. She's getting frustrated with us and she's being polite and she's not saying that she's frustrated. But it's frustrating her because we're wasting time. Mm-hmm. And just at her core, she's very efficient. And that's in just so many ways. It just helps you, I don't know, you're just more in tune to everyone around you. Yeah, I would absolutely agree with that. So while we talked about, while we hit a couple not so fun things about the type three, we next want to go into some strengths that type threes have. So I'm just going to list them off and Taylor, if you want to touch on any points, she kind of touched on the first one, which is how Enneagram type threes are efficient and they're practical, they're self-assured, they have great leadership skills, they're enthusiastic, and they're very personable. Mm-hmm. And I... What's funny, and this is me being, like, such a type three, like, I look at these adjectives, and I'm just like, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, There's an adjective to describe me. There it is. But that's just legitimately being a type three. Like, that's just funny. (laughs) Um, 
I don't know if I'm practical. Maybe I am. I don't know. But I can definitely, like, resonate on, like, the leadership side of things. Bossy, leader, same thing. You know, <laughs> it all goes hand in. That's what my mom told my pre-K teachers. They're like, Taylor is so bossy. My mom was like, okay. <laughs> like, it, it was just funny because she would just look at it and she'd be like, well, you're not going to, like, own your own company by not being boss. Like, there's just, like, certain personalities that that's just, like, who you are. Because technically a job that they associate, like, Enneagrams, like, they'll connect you to animals and they'll connect you to jobs and all sorts of things. Like, the typical type 3 job is CEO. And that's just, like, this idea of, like, a work smarter, not harder, climb your way to the top. It's just, like, the principles, but it's just, like, that in a job. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Yeah. The strengths, it's fun talking about your strengths. It's not as fun talking about your weaknesses. Um, But yes, I love people. And that's where like you kind of bridge into more different sides of things. Like with my wing two about loving people because it still is such a huge part of who I am and like being personable and like liking talking to people and presenting myself well. Like one of my favorite things to do is get interviewed. (laughs) And that sounds funny, but like interviews for like jobs, internships, leadership positions, like, I get, like, a high off of them. Legitimately. Like, people are petrified right, talking of talking about yourself. I, like, would interview as a hobby. Like, I genuinely enjoy it that much. Just because, like, the pressure... I sound crazy. Any type 3 is listening to this, please DM, comment, leave it in the reviews. I don't care. Please validate me here. It's just, and it's not even about talking about myself. It's just, like, this idea of, like, working a conversation and, like, you trying to, like, not have the upper hand, but, like, knowing what they're going to say and saying it better, and but, like, also presenting a certain way. I probably sound like a psychopath, but I love being interviewed. That's just this is one the of same, the great joys of my life. This is the same girl who loves going to school, so... Just to throw that out there for you guys. Just take my loves with a grain of salt, I guess. Exactly. Okay, so the next thing that we're going to go into are kind of some myths that we hear a lot of times about type threes. So just really me asking Taylor if they're true or not or if they reign true in her life specifically. So the first one is people are rewarded for what they do, not who they are. I can see how this is true. Because I feel like, and this is me being like a little like pessimistic, I feel it's just like I look at product and it's just like what you produce like has so much value. So on a grand scheme of things, I feel like if people don't know you, yeah, it's like what you do that makes you successful and it's like how you handle things. But me just like at my core and loving people like I don't know, I don't want to fully agree with that because I do – value people for like who they are and as a type three saying this and this is me being on the healthier side of being of saying like people's worth is not found in like the things they do and it's really easy for me to say that for other people but not for myself right but I can look at literally anyone else and being like great you got 12 leadership positions and you're on the dean's list every single semester in college and you like started your own nonprofit. great but like who are you how's your heart like What's the Lord doing in your life? So yes and no. I think professionally, I would have to say yes. But just like in common relationships, no. Okay, I totally think that question was meant for like you. 
<laughs> like you, like how you feel. Yeah. Like if you think your values in what you do, not who you are. I've definitely let that go a lot. I In high school, forget it. Like try having this conversation with me. You wouldn't have been, and I would have denied it. But, like, mm-hmm. at my core of how I felt. And I've just, like, slowly, really freshman year did a great job of just humbling me. Just, like, blanket of humility over right. my entire life. So that's where I'm sitting in, like, a almost now junior in college being able, like, oh, yeah, like, I'm so good mm-hmm. at this. But it was a struggle, like, all of a sudden getting on a college campus and not being able to get a leadership position in the first month. To Crazy. anyone else, they're like, they're like, no brainer, sister. Like, that's not going to happen. But it literally ruined me. Like, I was devastated about it. But it's By probably December, exactly what you needed. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. If I would have gotten it, it just would have inflated and just let it go on. So right. I definitely needed that. Okay. The next is relaxing on vacation is difficult. No. Baby, take me on a trip. Let's go somewhere. Who cares about anything else? That's just not true for me. I know, like, there's a, like, for example, like, I got home from work today, and I really just enjoyed being by myself doing nothing for an hour. Like, I just have a dip. Maybe it's just because there's, like, a couple percentages of laziness that I have of just, like, (laughs) okay, no one come talk to me. I have, like, 5% introvert, 95% extrovert, and when those introvert percentages need to come out and I just want to like literally I don't want to it is not even I want to do anything I just want to sit here and just do nothing so I love vacation I don't have to think about anything maybe (laughs) planning the trip and what we're doing right but nothing from home next one you kind of already touched on this a little bit but competition motivates me yep anytime you can call anything a competition and I'm 50% more likely to care Because you said it was just because you called it a competition. It's not even a competition. But just because you said it's me versus you or you versus your brother or whatever, instantly I'm just like, okay. Okay. I'm I'm interested. Yeah. So, but I I don't care about competition in the sense where it's like I will be like wrecked if I lose. Mm -hmm. Like I don't get emotional about competition. Which is good. Thrive off of it. Mm Mm-hmm. Next one. I've got this. For sure. Mm-hmm. I've got everything. I can do literally anything. And this is me being unhealthy. This is unhealthy. And this is me being honest. Now, granted, I know where the line is with, like, my relationship with the Lord. I This, the I got this mentality, 0% applies to my relationship with the Lord. Like, I know in me compared to him, I've got nothing. I've got zero things to mm-hmm. offer. I can do nothing. I can provide nothing. I am nothing without him. Like, that's just, that just doesn't even – it's a whole different ball game. But in a sense of, like, tasks on, like, a more simple note, yes, I've got everything. Just give me a plate and let's pile it high. <laughs> even if I don't know how to do it I'll tell you I can and I'll just like quietly figure it out figure it out on your own it's okay. just, I don't know why I just like I don't like asking people for help ever because I'm like why would I ask you I could just do it better right. I'll just, I just I'll do just it do it better, better. <laughs> literally and it's anything and even if that person's good at it good at it and I don't know how to do it I'm like I'll just teach myself and I'll do it better right that's hilarious. What? Right. Literally what? 
Whatever. Next one. I often feel like I am not enough. Getting deeper. Yes. Yeah, that is deep. Um. Hmm. I think this is also on like a deeper side, like your worth. It's just, it's a weird balance of, I've definitely even just in quarantine gotten super frustrated that I'm like not doing anything super worthwhile when that's literally not true. Like Mm -hmm. I sometimes have to remind myself like, A, like for one, you're in the middle of a global pandemic. The fact that your like cute little internship isn't happening, like no one cares. And in the grand scheme of life, it's not a big deal. The whole world is shut down, right? Mm-hmm. But I'll just get so f- flustered, like I'm like ruining myself this summer because I'm not doing enough. When meanwhile, like we launched a podcast, I'm still working. I still have like a, a regular job that I a nine work to at. five job. I have a nine to five job. I have another job. Like I'm still doing a lot, and I'm also spending a lot of time with my family and with Hunter. Like I'm still busy, but I'm just like, how is this meaningful? What am I doing? Mm-hmm. How is this? gonna help me get into grad school should I go to grad school where am I going to grad school where am I gonna move why don't I have a 10-year plan figured out because these next three years are really stressful for me so this idea of like not being enough I just will subconsciously just get so frustrated with myself because I'm like why do I not have this all figured out mm-hmm. whereas like as a blanket statement I know I'm not enough and I'll never be enough because just tying this back into my relationship with the Lord like there's nothing I can do that will ever be enough like I there's all these I feel like I'm really contradicting but I'll <laughs> get back to what I'm saying like there's all these like cute Instagram posts where it's like you are enough Da-da-da-da-da. no I am n- nothing I am not enough I have zero things to offer and if you think that that's not a popular opinion hear me out the God of the universe literally made me and he has orchestrated my entire life. He's given me free will, but he has orchestrated my entire life and how the leaves fall outside my bedroom window on a random day in June in 2020. Okay. There's this TikTok trend and it's this idea of you have to be the main character of your own story. You need to write this and put yourself in the best place possible, which yes, you should be living your life and you should be happy and excited and you should be doing the things that like I don't know like excite you you and like having adventure in your life yes but you as a whole like I am a disgustingly gross horrible sinner completely in need of a savior to extend an insurmountable amount of grace so this idea of being a type three and feeling like you're not enough surface level, I feel like that's like a type three problem. It's like, no, I'm worthy without my accomplishments. But then also on a deeper level, spiritually, it's true. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if I really said yes or no, but that's how I feel. If I go too hard, I crash. Yes. I literally gave myself walking pneumonia in the 10th grade because I went too hard. And guess what? That taught me nothing. Because as soon as I was healthy, I was like, let's go harder. You know, so yes, I crash for sure. No doubt about it. I'll keep that short. That's a yes. Keep that short to the point. 
um, productivity makes me feel worthwhile. Kind of already yes. touched on that. Yeah. Yeah. A good productive day. <sighs> Nothing like it. <laughs> Got you going. <laughs> just like an interview. Just, Woo. This girl's whack, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I forget to check in with my feelings. Sometimes. I've definitely had to become a little bit more in tune with my feelings since getting into a relationship. Before that, I was like, no feelings. I was like, zero feelings, no emotions, never heard of her. (laughs) Now I'm very in touch with my feelings. And I feel like Hunter would be like, she is very in touch with her feelings. (laughs) She knows how she feels. So, yeah, no, I don't. Get into a relationship if you want to feel your feelings. I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) I'm always daydreaming about a new idea. This one, 100% you are. Yes. For Mm -hmm. sure. Literally, uh, yeah. I was literally on the phone with my friends today talking about, yeah, what's next? What's next? What am I doing next? And she's like, didn't you just launch a podcast? I was like, well, yeah. And she was like, so why aren't you just doing that? I'm like, well, I am, but also I need to think about this, this, and this. And she was like, Taylor, like, calm down. I was like, right. Okay. You're like, ooh, I guess so. Like, I guess. But -hmm. I just, I love thinking about the future and like, what is next? That's just, I just always need to know what's next. And that ties into the last one, which is having a five-year plan. And yes, I, I feel very strongly about having plans. And that's why right now, being honest with you all, is so frustrating because I don't really have a plan. And like I have like a general plan, but like honestly, like the nitty gritty of a plan, mm-hmm. like not just like I'm going to be on the New York Times bestseller list by the time I'm this age, which that's also in my plan. Just putting <laughs> that out there, man, <laughs> telling you guys that. However, but like actually thinking like months of when certain things are going to specifically happen to make my post-grad life work. Right. Stressful. I'm stressful because it's involving other people and that just has never really jived with me. Like it's always just been like, what's Taylor doing? Not like what's Taylor plus doing, you know? So be praying for me. I need to figure out what I'm doing. But yes, I'm always thinking about the future. There's not a night that I don't go to sleep being like, why do I not know what I'm doing with the rest of my life? Not a night. Oh, it's crazy, and it's not that even like crazy. sad. It's not sad. Like I enjoy it. Like I yeah. go to sleep thinking about what I'm gonna do with my life. Like it, it's exciting to me. I'm not even mm-hmm. twenty yet. Hopefully, right. I'm gonna live to a hundred, and this has only been a short percentage of my life. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited to be in my twenties. I'm so excited to get married. I'm so excited to have a boss girl job. I'm excited to be a grandma. I'm excited to do everything. Like, life, I just love life. Mm -hmm. And I just like thinking about it. It's fun. It's exciting. So, it's awesome. That's why I do that. So, it's not sad, but it's stressful. I'm sure it can be overwhelming. (laughs) Sounds like it. So, the next thing that I want to go into is just how I've noticed Taylor as a type three over the years of us being friends. So the one really big thing that I've always noticed in Taylor through even eighth grade, so way back in the day all the way to our friendship now, is her always going the extra, extra mile for the people in her life and asking for literally nothing in return. 
which I know she just sat here and talked about all the weaknesses she has being a type three and opened up and was vulnerable about that. So of course I had to throw in a little compliment to being a type three. Thank you for saying that. I definitely, I go a little too hard in my relationships and I talked about this in our relationships um, episode where I've just really needed to create some healthy boundaries and, you know, implement that beautiful bullseye illustration mm-hmm. of like really distinguishing who my people are because there was a point where I was pouring everything I had into everyone I knew, which was great in the individual relationships for that person that I was pouring into. But I had like myself going on all cylinders and I was pouring like that into probably I'm not even being dramatic 15 people at a time which is gonna be exhausting it's not even just like being their friend like this is like ringer on for three in the three o'clock in the morning panic attacks like constantly pursuing them constantly reaching out like it's it was a lot more than just like being in someone's life And I've had to learn that there are health – that's good. It's good to be a good friend. And that's one of my – honestly, my favorite things about myself is I consider myself to be a really good friend because I really care about the people in my life. However, mm-hmm. I don't want to seem jaded to all of this, but I had to learn that that's not a healthy place to be in, especially if the relationships aren't mutually pouring back. It's okay to have a couple relationships like that. And this is literally a whole other podcast that I'd be happy for us to do. But <laughs> yes, I had when the talking about achieving, I feel like that's just like a cute thing to say. And it's easy to talk about in like a work setting or a school setting. But I'm also like that in my relationships. Like I feel like with, I had these expectations like when Hunter and I started dating, we needed to have the best relationship and the healthiest conversations and the most ideal, like I just needed to have the the best at everything I did. So that was how I also am with my friendships. And that just isn't always the best, but sometimes it is. So it just depends. That's kind of exactly what like the next point that I was going to make was about saying that, I think there's been a lot of growth, and I don't know if that's growth out of type 3 habits or into just healthier type 3 habits, but realizing your value. And I think, not to say you pouring into 15 people at once was like devaluing yourself, but like a lot of those people, like you said, weren't, it wasn't a mutual friendship. So you were giving 110% and getting back maybe, maybe 5% with a lot of those relationships. and. So just, like, realizing your value in your friendships. Yeah, that's true. It's just hard because I do love people very blindly. Like, Mm -hmm. I take people for who they say they are, and I trust them. And maybe that's me being naive. But I do like that I'm naive, honestly. Like, I would hate for me to walk around thinking everyone's, like, horrible. No, I look at the good in people. It's just having to acknowledge that there are times where, like, I literally, after we graduated high school, I was like, okay, who am I if I'm not pouring into these people and, like, being their mom? Like, what am I doing? Because now all of a sudden I'm left with nothing. Like, I'm just, like, empty Mm -hmm. because I've given everything. And that was especially hard walking into other relationships, especially college friendships, 
like all of a sudden realizing like okay now i need boundaries or wait they're pursuing me they want to hang out with me they're asking like that was just a really weird thing to walk through so being your enneagram type bleeds out into literally everything you do Mm -hmm. so you can't hide from it okay well that's your inside scoop look at what it's like to be an Enneagram type three via Taylor Cordy. I'm sure we left out a hundred things, but that was just our kind of compact way of showing you what motivates me, how I feel about certain things, how I function on a daily basis. And honestly, it's a great way to get to know me mm-hmm. by, you know, hearing some of those things. So I hope you guys loved the episode. If you like Enneagram stuff, seriously, let us know because we love the Enneagram. So if you want us to talk more about it, or this wasn't your type and you want to hear about a different type, please let us know. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And just thank you, Taylor, for opening up and being so vulnerable on this platform. You know, the pod. (laughs) Just for our our loyal listeners, you got to do what I got to do. Out there, we love you. You know. So, in general, this is my advice for anyone else who's a type three, is just remember... Who you are is so much more than what you do, and that just applies. Don't look at that super shallow. Take that as deep as you need to take it. It's just what you do does not define what you – like, bleh, that mess up? <laughs> what you do does not define you, and that falls into every avenue of your life. So if you're not producing these quote-unquote results or products or whatever it may be, Give yourself a break because a lot of those expectations are just on yourself. And all of a sudden when you let yourself go of this high expectation to have to produce at a certain level, all of a sudden you'll realize that no one else around you cared that you were even producing half of that. So just breathe. It's really not that deep. I know it feels that deep, but it's not. Advice to type threes. Just breathe. Just breathe, okay? Like, calm down. You know, watch a TikTok. Drink some tea. I don't know. Unwind. Put your planner away. Like, girl, get it together. All right. We will see you guys next episode. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. Don't forget, please, if you haven't already, give us five stars. Leave that review. Let us know how you feel because these reviews help us go higher in searches when people are looking for podcasts so more people can join the SGP fam. Ken, do you want to plug our socials? I love that. The SGP fam. SGP fam. Wow, we sound legit. I just said that bad. (laughs) Oh, well. Our Instagram is at She's Going Places Podcast. All right. We love you guys. Have a great week. Bye. Peace out. Thank you.